Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. COVID-19 may trigger high blood sugar. People whose bodies have been stressed by severe cases of COVID-19 could see their blood sugar levels climb, even those without diagnosed diabetes. In clinical reports, 51% of coronavirus patients presented with high blood sugar. Interestingly, patients with severe acute respiratory syndrome caused by the SARS-CoV-1 virus that happens to be closely related to COVID-19 also had high blood sugar levels. High blood sugar levels measured at the time of admission to the hospital were linked to more severe disease and complications. It's important to note that people with diabetes are more likely to get COVID-19 than the general population, and when they contract the virus, they tend to have more serious complications. Although it's not been heavily studied, reports suggest that high blood sugar levels on day one of a hospital admission are a good predictor of COVID-19 severity. Patients with very high blood sugar levels are 2.3 times more likely to die of COVID-19 than those in the lowest blood sugar range. Rise in blood sugar is due to an illness called stress hyperglycemia. This occurs when the body is under stress and produces hormones, which create a reaction that elevates blood glucose levels. Higher blood glucose levels in patients who have COVID-19 may be a sign that their bodies are not as healthy as those who don't have stress hyperglycemia, as such spikes typically don't occur in healthy patients. Doc, what do you think? Well, you know, we, we've known for a long time uh, that diabetes is a risk factor for a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, illnesses, coronary vascular, cerebral vascular, what have you. But uh, we have seen it with other epidemic uh, viruses like influenza. And then now uh, it doesn't surprise me here uh, that, uh, that we would see it uh, with COVID-19. You know, but the thing that you and I have, that you taught me that essentially diabetes is just a symptom of a pancreas that's not working well. And if the pancreas is not working well, I would assume that possibly that there are other elements of the body that also aren't working well. So essentially the bottom line is that looking at blood sugar levels can be a helpful tool to predict uh, which individuals that have been hospitalized could potentially have a worse hospital day and uh, may have some predictive levels. But I think the studies, these studies tell us more, again, along the lines of things that I've learned from you over our years as the radio show. Diabetes is just basically your pancreas ain't working. And if your pancreas ain't working, there's other things that are going on as well. Well, and it also goes along with the fact of comorbid conditions, pre-existing conditions make you more susceptible to poor results of COVID-19. Right. It's good. We know it. And uh, please get out exercise. (laughs) Put away the sweets. Eat eat less food. Right. More broccoli. There you go. (laughs) I like Brussels sprouts now. Balancing lives in the economy, a big challenge that countries are facing. Almost every country in the world is taking actions with the aim of ending the coronavirus pandemic and returning life in the economy to a state of normalcy. There are narratives surrounding reopening which puts public health on one side and the economy on the other. Most states and countries talk about taking a balanced approach as if they're opposing forces that they cannot thrive at the same time. 
but we're beginning to see signs that this may not be the case. Rather, a strong focus on protecting public health may lead to a more robust economy in a shorter period of time. This connection is becoming apparent, particularly in European and East Asian countries, which have brought the pandemic's first wave under control and are now keeping infections down to a manageable level as they continue to reopen. Conversely, countries like the U.S., India, and some Latin American countries are grappling with their number of confirmed cases, leaving the economy stagnated or shut down. Epidemiologists and other scientists studying the pandemic say that strict lockdowns in European and East Asian countries slam the brakes on the exponential growth of the virus outbreaks. I totally agree with that. How quickly the measure was initiated and the length of time spent in lockdown are very, very important indicators of how the country's going to do over a longer period of time. Countries that locked down quickly suffered fewer deaths than countries that acted slowly. We know that. Additionally, infections are remaining low in countries that fully suppressed the first wave before reopening, while they are accelerating in countries that reopened when cases were flat or increasing. Now, countries that have overcome the first wave of infections are reopening with only limited upticks in infections. This limited reappearance of the virus is a result of factors such as the capacity to test, trace, and isolate virus carriers. These countries have also found a sweet spot for integrating social distancing rules into daily life. These countries have kept their infection risks low, which now allow their economies to breathe. So in the U.S., economic pressures on households and businesses were one of the main factors that led to authorities to lift restrictions, despite the fact that the contagion risk was still high. And now we're seeing countries like Germany, South Korea, and Vietnam return to life as normal with far fewer cases and deaths, while there's some states in the U.S. that are closing back down again and people are limiting their activities because they still fear infection. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday who lives in Copenhagen. She's like, Life's back to normal. Like, wow. Like, she's like, you know, people are still kind of wearing masks, but, you know, and there's still some element of social distancing, but she's like, restaurants are open, school. And their numbers are? Yeah, their numbers are on the lower side. Yeah, so prevention uh, is the key. So things like we're doing right now to wear a mask, people don't aren't that, that are fighting and politicizing the wearing of, wearing of masks don't realize this dichotomy that we're talking about uh, that we've just talked about in this article and what we've just discussed can be eliminated if you look at it this way. If you wear a mask, you can stimulate the, con the economy and things can go back to normal. So there is no dichotomy. Uh, we're, we're all trying to get to the same place. So while the economy is important for a country, what we've been saying from the beginning that health and human life is paramount. This dilemma has been seen as a big one since it's not so easy to balance saving lives and saving money. But it's looking like the truth is that attention to health in the short term leads to a more robust economy in the long term. This is a huge paradigm shift, and one that shows the importance of making difficult short-term decisions in order to reap median and long-term results. So simply, if we get checked, get fit, get moving, wear our mask, mask up and COVID down now, it'll have a long-term effect. You take care of your body now, and it will take care of you in the long term. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. 
You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter Nola on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.